what do you get when you ask a Japanese film director what it's like to have kids? Well, apparently that's today's movie. After being recommended this on our Discord by several of the listeners, obviously we're going to take a look. They know we got a little baby girl, so this was going to hit a little bit close to home. Uh, Wolf Children is going to be our first soiree, or first real soiree, into Studio Chizu. Didn't, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the first one we had seen, but didn't complete it, but, um, uh, decided to take a leap, watch this charming movie, and today we're going to, of course, obviously talk about, uh, the things we liked, the similarities and the things that we see that are quite, uh, true when it comes to parenting, and, uh, hopefully that's not, doesn't sound too boring, but, um, yeah, let's just, let's go ahead and talk about two puppies and their mom. Welcome back to the I Married We podcast. It's your favorite anime podcast with a married couple that could be watching, you know, stuff with real people in it, but we choose to actually shut in and watch the cartoons so that we may discuss it with you. Hey, are you new here? I'm Tom, was the weeb of the house. Now, it's kind of a point of we don't know which one's more weebier, me or uh, my wife here. Hey, who are you? I'm Danielle. We like her. We love her, obviously. Um, mother of my child. This movie was obviously going to uh, be a subject that we'd be a little, uh, you know, a little pointed at. Of course, we're going to take it from a perspective of parents. That's right. You heard it right. We're going to keep saying that we're parents until uh, we're dead. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, this this was kind of, as I said in the intro, not our first movie uh, from this studio, but uh, definitely liked it more than the other ones. So the first one that we had actually partook in was uh, Mirai, which is just a story of a spoiled young boy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Long as shit. I think <laughs> I think it says duration hour 38, but I'm pretty sure I felt like we watched an hour and then paused it and had another hour left. I don't know. It was very long. We'll revisit that at some point. Uh, but anywho, back to the new here, folks. You need to check us out on Instagram. Why? I don't know. I have to tell you that it's what we do on the podcast, right? So I married a wee pod on Instagram. We post occasionally and we keep saying we're going to post more and it's right there. We're gonna, we just haven't yet. So just follow and make sure that you get, uh, the first scoop when it actually happens. It'll be like Christmas in, uh, February or something. Maybe, I don't know if we can even get one out in February besides the point, uh, through there, you can find our discord where you can give us recommendations as such, uh, a.k.a. how this episode came about today, because probably wouldn't have actually checked this one out otherwise, and uh, talk about different shows. We have a new section that's just winter 2023, so you can discuss shows in there. Don't get too spoily. Obviously, we don't want any fights going on, but uh, roll for waifus, post cool computer backgrounds, do the whole thing, and just be friends with us um, in a forced kind of way. You know what I mean? <laughs> Indoctrination, yeah. hive mind, hive Join mind. Us. Join us. Uh, that being said, are you not new here? I, again, I say it every time and I'm going to keep saying it every time. I don't know what the heck we're doing to keep you coming back, but we appreciate you that you, that you come back. So thanks. And, uh, hopefully today's episode is, um, full of good stuff. They right. either, they either loved Poo Note or they hated Poo Note. So they're, they're either gone or they're back. Poo Note is canon with the podcast. <laughs> Happy to have had a, a good soiree into that on the last episode. If you don't know what that means, go check it out. Uh, any anime news 
that we can share. We like to try and share that at the beginning, but I don't know if there was much going on this week and as far as that went. No, I don't have anything. I know yet. that uh, Nier Automata is postponed due to COVID. I didn't, I can't believe we're still doing that. So we were supposed to get a new episode, but it's postponed. Isn't the fucking thing done? What's COVID got to do with releasing it? I don't know. Maybe the, the one guy who hits the button to upload it is sick. I don't know what the hell's going on. Lame as shit, but you know, alas. Other than that, not too much news uh, going on that I care to share. Mobile Game Blue Archive is going to be getting a TV anime, but that just seems to be the way now that Arknights, Arkanaito, uh, <laughs> decided to do it. That's just going to be a thing. Azure Lane had that back in the day, and it got a little etchy up in that show, I believe. Oh. Yes. A uh, little background on today's thing. Uh, thing, a.k.a. movie. Uh, Studio Chizu, I believe, was created um, as this movie was being uh, created. Could be right, could be wrong. I don't care. That being <laughs> said, they've also created uh, The Boy and the Beast, Belle, which is actually one that I think, as far as I want to watch, that's the next one I want to watch. And then Miyadai, the movie that I believe you can potentially skip, but we haven't watched the whole thing, so take that with a grain of nothing. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, as we kind of said, Mamaru Hosota, the uh, director of this one, he, uh, he, he's done some classics. He did all the ones, as mentioned, he also directed The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Not sure if the same studio did it or not. Summer Wars, things of that nature. So just been kind of on a killing it streak and uh, not too shabby. He did direct an episode of One Piece back in the day. Most important thing, and you know, this is how the universe likes to kind of align, right? Daniel, you're not even going to believe what else he directed. It blow my mind. Digimon the movie. <gasps> We, we almost joked, and today's episode was going to be about Digimon the movie. <laughs> so good. Um, and eventually will be happening because Digimon the movie is a must for anyone. I don't care if you haven't watched Digimon, okay? If that whistling from the beginning of that movie and just the overall, just oh, the nostalgia involved, just watch it, would you? I never watched Digimon, but I, you better believe I watched the movie a shit ton. It was, the, it had a better soundtrack than most Tony Hawk games back in the day. Like it was just. It. I can't even describe it. At least, at the very least, if you don't want to watch the movie, go check out the soundtrack. Killer. Did an episode in 2004 of One Piece, as mentioned, and he is also the director behind uh, Samurai Champloo. Oh. So, heavy hitter. Obviously, we were going to like one of his movies. Wolf Children is one that I definitely like. Am I in love with it? Mm, jury's still out on that, and we'll talk a bit on that. But uh, definitely going to be giving Belle a shot. Oh, yeah, we were almost going to watch Belle. And I said, no, we're going to watch Wolf Children because we've been recommended it. And we need to start listening to the people. When they tell us to watch something, we need to just start doing Absolutely, because we're not ignoring you. It's just, man, when the going gets hot for, hey, we got to record, uh, shit. So that's why Digimon the movie almost happened, because we're like, <laughs> we need something that we can, because we're in the middle of certain shows. We're kind of, it's tough. You know, as much as I wish I could just shut in and watch an entire series in a couple of days like we used to when we were dating. Those Can't do that when you got a kid anymore. Yes, we've <laughs> got a little wild animal in our house. Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of how this ended up happening, this movie. He was in, uh, Hosoda was inspired to make the film after he asked someone about raising children. I guess that person basically said that raising children is like having a monster or a wild animal in the house. Uh, not far off. Okay, we're getting to the stage where this is becoming more and more true. Mm -hmm. There's days that I'm like, who is this? What, what, <laughs> what, why would you do that? Uh. She'll sometimes show me things. Faye will like literally show me food 
kind of grunt to show me. And I'm like, oh, nice. I like that you have, um, you know, almond butter on bread. And then she will look me in the eye and throw it on the ground. <laughs> I don't, I, I know kids test you, but I don't know if this is a ritual. I don't know what's going on in that little brain. <laughs> I love her to death. Uh, gave us a little bit of a wild night last night. Yep. I don't get me wrong. I get it. And it's something I've heard a joke on that's actually pretty, you know, once you get to our age, it's more so sleep over life. I will take sleep. You know, life isn't that great that I don't want to sleep. But then you have a kid and now it's suddenly you've created something that life is so good that they don't even want to sleep. They're like, no, <laughs> let me live more, please, for the love of God. And you just want to sleep. And it's just, it turns into a, a mod podge. Well, last night was party time USA for Faye. <laughs> Um, midnight was actually noon for her because she was ready to go. We thought, Hey, let's bring her into bed. We don't want to, of course, create a kid who's just wanting, I hate that one. Yeah, my kid's still sleeping in my bed until she's, you know, seven. It's like, okay, Hey, I ain't going to shit on your parenting. If you did that, you do you, but it ain't going to be me. I'll tell you that much. We only have a queen size bed, so it's physically a little tight. Uh, Fighting Danielle off in that bed (laughs) is problem enough. (laughs) So, anywho, brought her into bed and she decided to use Danielle as the backrest of the chair while using my back as the kick plate, uh, elbowing Danielle in the eye. It was madness. Yeah, it was wild. We were laughing hysterically because I'm like, let's just, let's just try and go to sleep. We're not going to react and see if she'll lay down. And oh, nope. No, it was such a, ooh, it was like a hearty giggle too. I had a, well, I was not having fun. <laughs> Um, it was, <laughs> it was good. Ooh, it just tickled me pink again. It was, yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah. So good. And she was I, just talking. I was like, okay, you, you don't talk this much during the day and you're going to talk right now at midnight, like chatterbox. Well, you know what they say? God makes them cute so that you don't kick their ass. So see, I think honestly laughing was the best way to handle yesterday. So yeah. Uh, all good things. Uh, about that. Uh, today's quick premise on this one is obviously something to do with children. Can we say it 20 more times? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's take it. Everyone punch in your answer now. Uh, this one is about basically a werewolf lover, which I think was the cringiest part of the movie. Sorry. I don't want to start us off on a weird <laughs> note. It's a very, like, the movie is very sweet as a whole, but there are some parts that I actually almost like imploded. Like I was cringing so hard. I was like, oh God, I don't like that. Don't give it away because I want to talk about it. We will. It. But anyways, a woman in college, I believe, ends up finding this dude who looks like a bum. Doesn't go to the school, but he's sitting in class and decides, hmm, I like that dirty boy. And I say dirty boy because they have actually met, they, in his character design, did like a couple lines above his lip to insinuate that he's got a dirty stash. Is it a dirty stash or it's just a, a thin stash? It's a peach fudge dirty stash. Gotcha. I don't know. I read it as dirty. He also right. had like a loose, anyways, I'm hating on a cartoon. What am I doing here? <laughs> so she ends up liking him, tries to befriend him. They fall in love. And then one day he's like, fine, I'll show you what I am. Boom. He's a werewolf baby. Not in the cool looking way. I'll tell you that much. More in the uh, what's going on kind of way. I don't know. The way he was looking at her in the scene that it happens. <laughs> Anywho. 
They end up having children. She ends up going. Wait, so are we giving a spoiler free synopsis or is this, are we just going into it? No, 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 no. I think this is, if you watch the trailer, you're getting this. Oh, okay. Okay. I just wasn't sure. Depending on which trailer, obviously. If you watch the trailer, you'll get this. Anywho, they end up having children. The mom is where I'm going to give some big credit to this 2D drawing. She's like, well, just in case some dogs come out of me, I can't be going to a hospital. She has this, she just goes al dente in the, in the apartment. Home birth, baby. Do you know something about going al dente? Yeah. And I, I'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, so this is the adventure of raising the two kids. And uh, that's pretty much it. I don't want to give out too much more. If this uh, sounds interesting to you enough to pause the podcast and come back, uh, then so be it. But from here on out, it's, Spoilers. Go, it's go time. And uh, hopefully you've watched it. And if you haven't watched it, no, you can definitely spoil this movie. Never mind. So, yeah, yeah. just any hope. So, Danielle, what did you think overall? Let's get at least a an overarching. Where were you at? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Did you love it? Um, I am in between um, like and love. Maybe I do love it. I think this is a movie and I wanted to talk about this on today's episode. But um, for our Toradora fans, I know I shit, you know, on it a little bit. Sure. Maybe in the podcast, I can't remember, but I feel like post recording and watching Toradora, it is a show that like will randomly like assault my mind. Like, oh yeah, I remember this scene in Toradora and I get yeah. like warm feelings about it. I feel like this movie is going to be like that for me. Absolutely. Like I'm just going to be doing something and I'm going to think of this movie in a positive way. Sure. Um, Which not many shows do that. I don't randomly think about like Domon Kashu or... <sighs> You know, I mean, sometimes I do, but I was going to say, Domon, <laughs> poor guy. He used to be. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought while the aspect of doing the wolf, you know, having the kids actually have this genetic thing happen to them. Sure. I thought it was a beautiful storytelling of the wildness of raising any kind of kid, whether they're werewolf or not. And doing it as a single mom. Sure. And there's the spoiler. That's why we had to announce spoilers. Uh, Yeah, single mom, because obviously uh, the way I like to always use the terminology is daddy wolf kicks the bucket. He ends (laughs) up uh, becoming a a floaty in the river. So sad. So sad. I mean, we saw it coming. The moment he was starting to act weird, but it was kind of like interesting and before I get into that, what I will say is to go along the theme of where am I at with my liking? I'll tell you what, sleeping on it and thinking about it over like the morning in a much better place thinking about the movie. I mean, you've said some words, which I thought it was going to be more negative than that. But Absolutely. No, I was going to say just that like, eh, we'll get into it. We'll get into my okay. hardships with it. But okay. I got to say very much like it. I it, the Toradora-esque looking back on it. Now looking back, it's like, well, yeah, that was a lovely movie. I'm very happy to have watched it. And I'm probably going to watch that again with you at some point. I would definitely watch this again. Yeah. I really like this movie. Well, it was available on Blu-ray 11 of 2013. Thoughts? Wait, what? It came out on your birthday in 2013 onto Blu-ray. Oh, damn. Yeah. Very nice. At least that's what the you internet says. You don't want to go back in the past and buy it for me? No. <laughs> no, because me in the past would have hated this movie. It yeah. helps being a parent. That's for sure. Definitely. I I can agree. I probably wouldn't enjoy it, which maybe is why we didn't like Mariah, because 
I don't think we had Faye yet when we watched it. I think I was pregnant when we watched that. So maybe watching it now post-child, yeah. you know, yeah, no, that would change our, our outlook. That's just it. When it comes to a review, anything's with a grain of salt due to the fact that you never know where someone's at when they're watching something. Most art is valid in some ways. Not like that modern idea. This is going to be mean. I don't know if any of you guys go to these finger snapping things, but like um, the super modern stage plays where like someone will come out on it and it's like there's weird breaking glass. Like a guy just keeps breaking things and you just got to sit there going, ah, see what it's trying to say as a man is just right. like when you have to think that much, I'm not into it. I like a little bit more on the nose with this movie. I almost thought it was going to be too on the nose. Well, kids are animals. Am I right? But no, it goes deeper. I think there's a lot more coming from this movie that, uh, is why it's so successful. And I think, uh, regarded mm-hmm. something I gotta say is I definitely, when the, <laughs> When the narrator, a.k.a. at this point, would be, um, what's the little girl? Why am I blanking? What's her name? Um, hold on one second. Yuki. Yuki. Because there's Yuki and there's Ame. Yuki is the narrator of the movie. And she goes, my mother, blah, 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 blah. The man she fell with, in love with was a wolf. I just have in my notes, I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm like, not this kid from high school that howls and then scurries away, you know? <laughs> And I'm not making fun. You know, I, I being weird is, I think, uh, to an extent, a very charming thing. I think that just means you're trying to be more true to yourself and express yourself in certain ways. I was certainly a weird kid. I remember being on the bus one day. And I don't know why. I just thought, like, this was suddenly something I was becoming aware of. I may have even mentioned this before. But, like, I realized I'm like, oh, my, my eyes. Like, I'm, I was, like, looking out the window. No, it wasn't on the bus. This was in the car with my mom. And bless my mom's heart, because I, don't, I would, don't know what I would have responded with. But I think I was like seeing cars going by and I was just looking with my eyes. And I said out loud, I think I was like, nothing's faster than my eyes. <laughs> like, because I was racing the cars by looking or something. And I was like, well, that car is not as fast as my eyes. And I, I don't know why. So kids are certainly interesting. Um, saying some, that sounds stupid. And it is, but it's like, yeah, you never know what's going to be said from a kid. The other thing, Hana, or however they were saying. Hana. Hana. The mom. The English voice actors were saying it in such a way that I was like, you're, I don't know if the, the way they were saying it, I was like, at this point, just say Hannah or something more normal for the audience or whatever. Like when I see it obviously written out, I'm like, oh yeah, Hana. I don't know. For some reason, the, the name was weirding me out at the beginning. I was fine with it by the end. But. Okay, I didn't pick up on that in the beginning, but... I'm probably, okay. probably just the dirty stash had me in, in, in rare stash. form. Um, in the art style, almost looks like he could have been from Devilman Crybaby. Yeah. You know, it had that vibe. Which I want to I wanna segment off and just talk about, since you brought that up, mm-hmm. aesthetically, this movie is a 10 out of 10 for me. There are things... So pretty. And this cinematography of the movie too beautiful i think my two favorite scenes from the movie are the hallway scene when the kids are starting to go to school so good awesome cinematography showing them how you know they're both in their respective classrooms and then they you know do that quick dash down the hallway and then it it's kind of like a loop basically showing each year going by love that beautiful I was really blown away by that um and then I loved when um 
Yuki is confessing to Sohei in the classroom after <laughs> like, you know, they're locked there and the curtain is like going in front of her face. And yes. then, you know, you see the ears and then the curtain blows back. Loved that part. Got the goosebumps. That was really beautiful. Just the movie in general is beautiful. The nature is really beautiful. I loved the detail of the water on the plants in some spots. And the music was great, too. They used a great mix of, I can't remember what part it was, maybe when um, Ame was going to go and, like, run away to the forest. Mm. And you hear the rain really loud, like, on the roof, and then it dims, like, the music or the rain dims in volume. Mm-hmm. To like hear other things, really great, like sound effects too in the movie. Yeah. It was excellent. I think that, see, now I think I really do love this movie. It oh, was, it okay. was really great on multiple points. It so, was, so we're finally having a backwards thing where I'm the more <laughs> reserved on it. I still, again, I very much like it. That's the thing with um, Hosoda, the director of this one, is because it's like, I know a majority of what he's done is anime, but for some reason I get the vibe, obviously, by the way he's telling the story through the certain shots, as you're saying, and the angle, the, the angles, the lens choicing, all that stuff. This does have a cinematic feel, and mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for when it comes to an anime movie. I understand with shows we're going to get a little bit of different vibes because there's certain things that need to happen, but when it comes to a feature length, I definitely see the opportunity of shooting it like a movie as being a nice middle thing. It also helps to give people who are maybe just more so traditionally into film Mm. an easier gap to, you know, jump over to come on over to anime. Mm. That's mostly what this podcast kind of was going to start to be. Um, Have it, has it done this? No, I think we've got to do a lot of episodes that actually start doing it, but we wanted to bridge the gap before between like normies and then like, the otaku culture and like digging anime. We're kind of in the middle of that. I don't see myself obviously as someone who's an expert in everything that, oh, and this guy and this, uh, I wish I did, but uh, hey, don't got that time anymore. And then, well, that's an excuse. I don't really, you know. Uh, so with this, no, I, I, as a film, it was concise, told very well. I don't think there was much filler at all. I think anything that needed to be there was there. And the amount of themes that were covered were solid. Beyond the parenting, going more so into just life in general of kind of, you know, a a dream that I always have in my head but could never actually do. But like moving into the country in the middle of nowhere, seeing this powerful mom who's already gone through everything. I did have in my notes um, the poor dad. I know I I told said it in the way of him kicking the bucket, but even worse so is he got the garbage truck treatment because they thought they were just finding a wolf in the river. In front of her, her, you know, not a husband because they didn't get married, but like, or maybe. I don't, I, I don't, don't think so. I don't think they divulged that, but just throws her boy right into the back of it. And she's got to sit there crying. And it's so weird because you're thinking, oh, is this a weird lady? Blah, 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 blah. But like, as, as, as foreign, obviously, as raising a child, a, a wolf child would be, that's why this is so effective because no one's got the fix even though it's like right on the nose of parenting, it's just so good even for normal parenting because as you're pregnant for the first time and like things are starting to ramp up and you're like, I don't know what's happening. No one's ever ready. Obviously Daniel was the most attempting to, I'll tell you that much the amount of <laughs> books and all this shit to the point where I'm like, would you chill out? I go, this poor kid, you know, it's obviously worked out cause uh, she's 
raising quite the good uh, little baby. But no, you realize soon that everyone's going to give you all their two cents, but every kid's different. Every parent's different. There's no way anything can tell you what to expect. So in this, the fact that no one's got the fix, all solutions, you have to just take it in stride and just make it happen while extreme for her, because obviously she's looking into books about, she's reading books about wolves and mm-hmm. shit like that. So just similar to kind of that panic of, you know, what am I going to do raising a kid? It's tough because I know a lot of people our age are really slowing down on the whole having kids thing. Uh, it sucks to see because having faith is awesome. Like voluntarily when you talk to other parents, like even you growing up, it's like parenting never sounds <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously giving yourself up. Humans are very selfish in nature. You know, when we had Faye, you see right from the get go, babies are born just full of, you know, me, me, me. It's not until you learn while growing up to start accepting others in. Obviously it starts with your parents, branches into your friends and turns into a whole thing. But this, um, this movie just perfectly captures like while it is chaos, you see the amount of love and the point of it all, mm-hmm. which is super sweet. And I think also um, I probably wouldn't show this to any of, you know, I probably wouldn't show this to Faye or other children if we were to have them at a young age because of so many things. I mean, you could, it's a very safe movie. Um, there's nothing really in it that's, you know, too crazy yeah Yeah. um but i think this is also like maybe a coming of age movie because there are things in here where the kids even struggle with like what do i want to be they have you know to a normal human um you know you have endless possibilities but they kind of micro them down to just two options like am i gonna live like as a wolf and accept that part of me or i'm gonna accept the human part like or maybe a mix of both, you know, yeah. but in this movie, they kind of frame it and the mom supports it beautifully. And it's so heartbreaking at the end, um, which if I can jump to there, but the mom is very supportive. Like, if you want to be a human, fine. If you want to be a wolf, fine. Like, I'm fine with whatever you want to do, which is why it's so heartbreaking at the end when Ame is spending so much time in the forest And she sees he's getting more wolf-like, which means he's going to start leaving her. And he's only 10 years old. And you never want your baby as a parent to ever leave you. Yeah. But, you know, she, while she's told her children out of one side of her mouth, like, do whatever you want to do, explore whatever you want to explore, blah, blah, blah. But then when that time comes, it's hard to like relinquish that control where you're stumbling through the forest trying to find your child because you want to just drag him home. And then you have to realize like, granted he's 10 in the movie. So it's a little (sighs) harder, but which is where this movie I think was that that's my one point of contention, major point of contention with the story is, is granted, this is a cultural difference. This might be, you know, they, maybe they let their, uh, you know, birdies fly from the nest a little bit sooner over in Japan, but like, if they were kind of more so in the teenage years, I think it would have been more of a thing. We were just almost there. Well, they did mention where, I don't know if it was when she was having that lucid dream after she fell down the mountain, but the dad did say like, because he does have this nature in him, like he is of age. I know he's only 10, but 
So yeah. maybe that's just something they kind of glossed over. And with saying that one thing, they just want you to know, like, mentally Certainly. he is ready. But, but yeah, it is hard, like, with our knowledge of, like, how your brain isn't fully developed yeah. until you're 21 or even actually later, like, and he's only 10. It's very hard to. It's a balance. And I think the the multi-layer of each thing, you can take things very simply in this movie and you can take them a little bit deeper if you want to obviously stretch you can find anything if you go looking for it obviously but with this movie not only do you have the oh it's a decision between being a human or be a wolf well absolutely outrageous as that is it's more so a like think about it it's each kid is going to pick traits and they're going to lean one way more like are you they going to be more like their mother or more like their father so at that level you're also getting that with this very boy head ass, not boy head, boyhood ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. It was a pretty impressive movie. It was a very, obviously the scope of it was huge because the young boy in that growing up is the same actor. They filmed the movie over like, I think 12 years. It was a very impressive movie just to watch from a logistics standpoint. Plus we also love Patricia Arquette. For some reason, I don't know what it is about that actress. I love her to death. Big fan. So with this movie and the whole, you know, letting your kids go and stuff, it's that same vibe. One of the most brutal lines from Boyhood was like, she, she's moving her son into college. And then I think she's just sitting there. I think she might start like tearing up where she goes, well, that's it. It was pretty much this. And now I just wait to die. And it's like, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Parenting brings, um, and sorry, cause obviously this is going to be a parenting centric one sorry folks but kind of going back to the point of it's not something you can like express in a way for people to understand sounds so stupid because i was one of those people like we get it you're a parent chill out there's truly listen finally went through it truly no it doesn't make sense until you're doing it um like as i said you describe it to anyone our age. So like, that sounds shitty. I just want to live my life. I want to travel. Trust me. I want to travel too. I can't go to Japan right now. Cause I got a little demon in the other, just kidding. <laughs> She's a sweet angel, but yeah, you gotta, this is your actual major changing point in your life where it's not about you. I mean, there's marriage, which obviously now there's a union of two people that have to act as a unit. AKA we did that. And then I'm thinking, Oh, okay. This is living for another person. Nope. Absolutely not. The kid thing comes in and it is like, oh my gosh. And you're in for these nights. You see it in the movie. You're in for nights that are not enjoyable. You're going to want to, you're, the poor mom is at, at one point, <laughs> it was so cute. She's like, mom would try and anytime there was a little bit of peace, yep. she'd fall asleep. She falls asleep. And then mom, what are you doing? And then she's like, <laughs> yep, hey, and then she's back to smiling. The woman in this movie, they portrayed her as an absolute saint because it is not as, if we could be as smiley in certain moments, that would be great. Um, but it tests you with the ultimate uh, goal being that you have something that is truly uh, incredible. You can't, yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. So that's, from that is why I could say, yeah, definitely this movie's killer. If you're a parent, this is such a good movie. Um, kind of makes you reminisce on all this stuff. Uh, that essentially makes you a war vet <laughs> when you're talking to the reason parents flock to one another is because you, it's like two war veterans go together. When you've been through the same life experiences, obviously I can't tell what a soldier goes through. AKA I can't be on that same level. 
but I can tell you what it's like to suddenly be talking about shit much more, to be constantly watching something, to have to never know what it's like to not have slobber on you. It's, it's chaos. But once you go through that, when you're talking to your friends who also have kids, it's just like you get to revel in it and it's just, it's fun. Mm-hmm. We're in a great stage with one of my buddies, uh, Zach, they were just over him and his wife, Zach and Jen. And, uh, so smiley, their kid, so cute, love him to death. And, uh, just being able to have a dinner with them and see what, it, even though they're not too far behind us, just now seeing where they're at is so, uh, it's so charming. Yeah. Well, I've been rambling. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I, how did you, how would you say parenting is, was it more or less than you expected? Um, what was harder and what was maybe easier than you thought? Um, it's a huge question. Is it bad if I just say that I'm, I'm just good at what I do and um, <laughs> it wasn't like too hard. I think the hardest thing was maybe like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I read a lot, as you said, and mm-hmm. tried to be as prepared as I could for parenting. Sure. But um, I think, I think the hardest thing was me just being more intuitive with yes. like, I, I read like to exhaustion where like sometimes I wouldn't know what to do. And you'd have to tell me like, you do whatever you want to do. You're not going to do it wrong. Like, yeah. you know, stop listening to these people on the internet, basically. Yeah, no, really. like, what, you know, who is that person? We don't know them. It does come to a point. You can be prepared, obviously, with at this age, they should be eating around this. You should maybe see this happening, this, this, and this. Those are fine gauges. But at the same time as you, I mean, you were getting so micro that mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, she's supposed to be drinking this much milk. I'm like, would you relax? She'll let you know if she wants more. She's a baby. She knows what she, if there's one thing a baby can do is shit and eat. So they know exactly what they want to eat and all that good stuff. Now she doesn't know what she wants. She doesn't know what feeling she wants to feel. It's crazy. <laughs> getting a little, getting a little getting bit more those, into that pup, uh, pup phase for yeah, sure. Got a lot of big feelings going on. Oh my but, gosh. um, yeah, now it's starting to get more interesting. Like the growth and communication and she wants to be in everything which I cannot wait for the weather to get warmer so we can go to the park and like not be in the house um she just wants to walk everywhere but um but no I mean I I love being a mom I couldn't I can't imagine because I don't have to do it what it would be like to be a single mom. Yeah. And I just can't believe the lengths. I mean, I, I can because if I was put in this situation, you obviously do whatever you need to do mm-hmm. to provide for your children. But Hannah, you know, after being assaulted um, in her apartment by not only neighbors, which listen, people, I've never, well, we've had shared housing, a yeah. townhome, but um, we didn't really deal with noisy neighbors, but if you're living in an apartment building and you hear your neighbor's baby crying, tough toenails. Okay. You put in some fucking earplugs. They're probably $2 at the local store and just deal with it. Is that the brand? Fucking earplugs? Yeah. Okay. I think think I've heard of those ones. (laughs) I think I've heard of those. I think that was the most annoying part for me. And then the, Mm. um, like the childcare services coming to the door. Like yeah. If there's anything that's going to make a mom more anxious is when you're like verbally assaulting her at her front door. Like yeah. maybe be a little bit more genteel and maybe she'll let you 
in to look at her children. Well, and don't get me wrong. I understand that there's things in place to go for the greater good of some, but that bothered me too. We're coming here to check and make sure your kids are okay. It's like, hey, buzz off. That ain't your, that ain't your deal. Yeah. Government, get the fuck out of here. So her moving to the countryside, which I think based on a picture and flashbacks of when her and um, her and the dad were together mm-hmm. is potentially where he's from. She wanted to be obviously secluded to be able to raise her children without the prying eyes of larger society and the government. Um, Which is good when you do have to, um, I dare say, mutant kids. <laughs> uh, you definitely don't want that to be in a big city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When they're at an age where they can't 100% control themselves yet. Um, but yeah, um, the how she was able to afford to renovate this home is also a big mystery. She did mention she had a little bit of savings. Well, do you, if they in fact had an apartment in the middle of downtown and they sell that apartment, they'll have a lot more money towards, I mean, that shed out in the freaking boonies couldn't have cost them that much. So that's probably, it had to have been the sale of that property for sure or something. Yeah. Not that there needs to be logic, but. Um, but I, if I could move anywhere that like is an anime setting, I think I'd want to live here. This was it. The neighbors were so charming. Uh, the, the main old dude, what was his name? Nerasaki. Nerasaki. Gosh, love that character to death. There's so many great things. And, and, and a good example in this movie is clearly, as you were saying with her, it's like, this is showing a value that might be somewhat being lost. I'm not being the judgmental dude in the current era. Like, oh, things have changed. But like, I don't think there's as much like a, I got to do what I got to do mentality. I think there's more a woe is me mentality. And I've slipped into that. obviously at certain points in my life, but what's actually yielded me the most success is the, you know, uh, boot up and uh, lace them, suit up and lace them boots up. It's wartime. You know, we, you just, you got to get in there. I didn't want to commute down to the city to start my career. It actually was the most inconvenient thing ever ruined. It it wasted a lot of my life. um, Taking the Metro actually adding into getting me sick more. It was just, it was, it wasn't fun. But ultimately, you got to make some leaps and bounds to get what you got to get. And maybe that's not playing the video game that you love playing. Um, I've told you, it's like there was maybe a time, but, I, you know, when you go from playing video games all the time, then you meet a girl and you realize, I don't need these. But then you still like playing them here and there. It's a very interesting identity crisis to realize how much video games were impacting your life. If like now you can't play them and you're like, shit, what do I do? And you're like, oh my gosh, it's a bit of a problem that video games were like that much to where it's like they were almost my identity. Not good. So I'm very happy I got past that. But it's like, yeah, you know, there's some times and try and get those around me in in my field motivated. But some days you got to get home and well, you're not being paid. You got to learn what you got to learn for your job to make you more successful to move forward. And hope that's not coming across as too preachy. But that vibe was throughout this. And that is in the neighbor, uh, Nirasaki, the old man. He is that hard ass who's like, hey, what are you doing? Do this. He's not giving a good example. He comes across as a dickhead, obviously. But one of the best lines in the entire movie, though, because you see her starting to get acquainted with the neighbors. She start trying to plant um, her crop and do all this and can't do it. And boy, how do I feel that? We got lucky with our garden, but I don't know how farmers do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, seriously, keep keeping one plant alive, let alone an entire you know, acreage, that's insane. But 
when the old, you start seeing all these relationships, there's the two farmers who are arguing, which yep. God, that sucks for her. Cause it's like, <laughs> who would you even do? Yeah. It's a very awkward situation. But then one of the neighbors goes, well, you know, it was, it was the old man Nirasaki who's, who told everyone to help you and like, make sure to check on you. So he was just an absolute sweetheart. Sometimes the most harsh exteriors uh, are, are the uh, softest innards. So. Well, and I had a note when he finally comes over, she had planted the potatoes wrong and he just <laughs> digs yeah, them yeah, up he and ask. he's like so verbally assaulting to her and, you know, rake it this way, move the dirt this way, da, da, da. And he's just walking around surveying and she's just dying. Yeah. Um, I love the sequence. And I put in my notes, like, you're working the poor woman half to death. Like, why don't you help? And I'm like, no, she's a single mom. She needs to know how to do this herself. If she's, I think that there, there is a fine line of offering help, but also not enabling. Mm -hmm. So while I think he could have maybe been a little bit more generous with offering to help a little bit, um, I mean, she's got to be like super ripped at the end of this growing oh, season, know, she, but, yeah. um, but, um, but she needs to know how to do it herself. Yeah. Well, cause, so. and it's just layers upon layers of parenting, even though it's not necessarily her dad, he's taking on a fatherly figure and watching over her. And there's another aspect of parenting. That's definitely not going to be easy. There's going to be times where I want to help Faye and say, just do it this way. Just do, you gotta you got to just step back and let some mistakes happen. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously not in a dangerous thing, but. Um, the best learning sometimes comes through yeah. experiencing things. Absolutely. Doing dangerous things carefully or mm-hmm. something like that. I heard that on the internet. I forgot who though. Jordan Peterson. Ah, Mr. Peterson said that one. So uh, that great words to live by. I mean, that is kind of how anything happens. That's even as an adult, you basically are always testing the water with your toes before jumping in. And that's. That's what you got to let the old kiddos do. So he was so charming and she came, uh, Hannah came out so strong after that, because honestly, what could stop her after that? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing. When they do say, uh, you know, I hate it when Oprah's saying she's got the hardest job in the world, being a mom. It is really fucking tough. Um, but as you were saying, like single motherhood, don't know how it happens. So, you know, make sure to, if you know, any single mothers who might need some help, please, for the love, well, you know. And I think this was a beautiful story, too, which I think it I'm sure there's some areas in America where it's still like this. But this is what I love about some other countries, the sense of community, taking care of your neighbors, you know, and those that are are less fortunate than you. I feel like, um, you know, as you mentioned, as as humans, we're very selfish creatures, only Mm -hmm. thinking about ourselves and probably our our tribe. Yeah, um, absolutely. Where I think that's what I loved so much about this movie and I try to be more um, reaching out with my neighbors right here mm-hmm. that I, I have a few elderly neighbors um, and one that I'm going to start checking on more periodically because she yeah. lives alone. But I loved the sense of community and like, Oh, here, like, thanks for helping with like, she's giving people her potatoes mm-hmm. and then they're giving things back and like giving her tips and just really like a breath of fresh yeah. air, knowing how like cold, sometimes like suburban society is it's america to the t i mean we that was kind of one of the biggest culture shocks going to japan is even though we weren't like in it and all that stuff there was a sense of everyone is not thinking about themselves they're thinking about those around the smoking areas are much more taken into consideration over there when they're on the escalators they're moving to one side there's always consideration of man if someone's in a rush they might need to run past me 
all of those little things add up. And that is a big thing with the round here is it isn't, even though there are neighbors, it is kind of hard. It's like, you know, how do I even talk to them? It's like, you just got to strip that away. You got to sometimes internet friends are great. Some of my favorite ones are from the internet, but there's nothing better than having a nice, even if it's not a lot, just a tight group around you to um, fully support you. Cause you know, there's only so much you get. It's like long distance relationships. You can't really support someone from too, too far. If, if uh, that comes with it, but going back to the, the farming and, and that, but it's like, it all started adding on one another. Nirasaki not only was teaching her how to do it, but then like, I don't know, or said, no, till this up now too. And you're like, why see? And she's like, I can't eat this much. It ended up being, he knew that if her potatoes survived, she could then trade with everyone else, get the food makes you also kind of start getting a bit more inquisitive. Like how do they store that stuff during the winter? You know, yeah. how did they do it back in the day? I, I we're all so spoiled with our fridges and then the stores telling us when and when not to eat things and blah, blah, blah. But like so dope. And then the fact that the little things that you, you can obviously are right there, but everyone going, yeah, the wild boars ripped up my potatoes. The wild boars ripped up. They don't say it right away. And that's how you can tell this is more so a film, but I love just the fact that it's implied her kids being wolves. Yep. And bullying the boars around them have made it to now their crop can survive. And it's just a fun little nugget. And the mom understands that. And you're like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, exactly. That was a cute, unspoken thing that you just realized. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. And I'm sure them just running around and like the scent on like their surrounding area probably yeah. makes a difference too. Uh, something I can't believe we're now just mentioning, but this one was, we watched it in dub. I believe mm -hmm. accessibility mostly puts this one out as a dub. I'm, you can This is on Crunchyroll yeah. and it is only the English dub on there. If you buy the movie, which honestly at this point, I would probably be pretty interested in doing, then you can listen to the Japanese and all that good stuff. Uh, with the English being said, I, I say that so that I can bring up a very good point for uh, something we noticed. There was someone at the, one of the centers and they give the mom a job. Mm -hmm. And oh, and speaking of bad commutes, look at that. She had an awful commute, this yeah. poor lady, even getting her <laughs> kids to school. Her kid, um, her daughter, um, Yuki, is like taking a bus at the age of six to yeah. go to school. And you're like, man, different worlds, that's yeah. for sure. But at this building, she's offered a job. And this English actor, we're like, who? Why do we? And Daniel's like, that's the announcer from Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's yep. back, baby. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that. I can't believe that you didn't like realize that I'm normally I'm normally on it. So I don't know. I don't, I uh, don't know why I was so slow off the old uh, thingy. <laughs> well, off the block. There it is. Yeah. It's uh, I believe it's Sonny straight. It was is his name. I believe. Uh, yeah. I tried to find it and I couldn't. Oh find my God. Him. He does Joker in English from fire force. Oh, and Oh, Oh, that's a little weird. I like jokers like smoky. Like I smoke a pack of cigarettes a day kind of voice. Yeah. That's why I like the it's Japanese It's actually so guy. interesting when you get into the English voice actors because we know nothing. He's, he's Krillin in Dragon Ball Super. Oh, interesting. So pretty, I'd actually like to do a deep dive and end up seeing that. That's kind of cool. Besides the point. Uh, to be a voice actor, wouldn't that be, I wish I was born with a, vo a voice a little bit less annoying. Than this one, <laughs> you know, one that can actually put down some, some, uh, solid lines that don't sound cringy. Um, we can, t you know, and th that's a good thing. We can now somewhat point it. How much cringe factor did you get from this movie? And I'm not saying that I was like getting that, 
oh my gosh, you know, furry vibes. No offense to any Furby, Furbies. Furbies. <laughs> Furries out there, but this is a Furries dream right here. Um, so I didn't get many cringe vibes. The only time that I was personally uncomfortable was um, when they seemingly consummated their relationship and he was still a wolf i'm like not really into bestiality but well and on top of it, it's like you don't have to technically be in your wolf form for this i understand that you're giving her you the true you but maybe don't make her fuck a dog <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe do that thing for the girl you like or maybe she's into it I it is know. a weird world. You never know. 2012, we saw some weird stuff happening. So uh, that being said, no, that scene was cringy. And just the transformation scene, I think because I know that anime has these extra things working for it to allow for cooler things. Because, you know, back in the day, you've got American Werewolf in London. It's still one of the most iconic werewolf transformation scenes of all time all done practically done in effect it's something that any film buff should be watching look at how the prosthetics were used it's it's so charming the scene started cool his his hands transforming was pretty interesting but when it turned to his face and he's just staring at the camera very weird i could have laughed <laughs> i wanted to look away it was very awkward for me uh which doesn't happen with our i mean anime is awkward in general in a lot of instances but that one in particular, I was like, why are they doing this? So something, yeah, no, I agree. Something yeah. that I didn't understand continuity wise, sure. maybe it's because they haven't fully grown up, but especially when Ame at the end of the movie is in his wolf form and the mom is talking to him and he's just looking at her basically and just runs off. They show the, the dad talking to Hana in his wolf form. Yeah. And it's like, okay, why like isn't Ame... In, or even um, the few times we see Yuki. I can't remember if when Yuki is younger, if she's just yapping or mm. if she does talk when she's in a... Or no, they do show her like running around the apartment, which was so cute. When oh, she like so wanted cute. to go on a walk or like yeah. was hungry, how like she'd be a girl and then she'd maybe throw her head down and stomp her foot. When she looked up, she was a wolf. That was very cute because it just shows that switch of like when a toddler is going oh my <laughs> gosh remember. yes they are just in between the sweetest and the most yeah um, yeah but um okay so we did see a little bit of yuki doing it but ame i don't know why that just seemed a little weird because we were shown that they can talk as a wolf and he's just being this like brooding teenager like angsty yeah um so yeah it that was just weird yeah um continuity wise just keeping it consistent throughout but absolutely which i you know the nature of what's going on with this movie i guess they didn't have to be too uh you know care about continuity too much but the thing with this one is like it's like the the wide breadth of thing the things they were hitting pretty ballsy but they mm -hmm. you know it wasn't too preachy on anything you know it wasn't saying like oh you know Single mothers have it the hardest, but they show you a great example to where you can make that connection yourself. Having a kid is super hard. They aren't preaching it. They're just showing it and you're seeing it. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit of dabbling of coming of age, as you had kind of mentioned earlier, when they get to school, giving us one of the coolest shots of, of how to transition the timeline of a movie forward. In this one hallway, we're just greeted with the amount of, you're not told anything. They're not putting text on screen to snap you out of it. You're just seeing in the windows of each of the classrooms, which grade is happening and it's moving them forward. So cool. 
But between that, then there's the natureness of it and connecting with nature and how we aren't connected with it anymore. Done in such a great way that wasn't like, you know, James Cameron's avatar where they got to sit there and go in here, let's, let's uh, use our braids to, you know, have symbiotic, uh, let's, let's do some like sex with a tree with our tail braid <laughs> tentacles. Like, you know, it wasn't too on the nose. It was just a nice dose of reality in the most unreal circumstances. It's a great, it's a great movie. The more we're talking about it, actually, I'm swayed. Mm-hmm. I, I came out of this one last night, like, Ugh, I don't know about it. Told Danielle, I was like, eh, maybe kind of sucked. No, it was good. But it was great. But that's just, I mean, you, anyone who's listened to the podcast knows that I'm kind of all over the place sometimes. Sometimes you just got to let it sit. Um, but truly, a, a good movie that I'm going to be revisiting uh, for sure. It makes me want to kind of go forward and start checking out the other stuff. Now, a little fun fact about that studio, as we were kind of mentioning earlier, by the way. Um, Studio um, Chizu? Chizu, yes. So the girl that leapt through time or whatever, Mm -hmm. that character is the icon for um, the studio because he had directed that beforehand. I think it had enough success. Uh, and then that led to then this being the first movie, uh, utilize the first feature film of, uh, the studio. Oh, okay. So Interesting. That's pretty cool. 2011 that was founded and then went from that and then those four movies that I had mentioned earlier. So very cool. The logistics of film is also very tough. Uh, the tender love and care given to this movie was visually on par with like a, your name. There were some shots that while keeping it more simple and not going for as much of a realistic vibe still was stylized in such a way that was so captivating mm-hmm. that I was enthralled. It was great. There were sometimes I wasn't even at the times I was thinking, ah, is this movie just okay? I was at least still having a, a blast watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Hey, one of the most well-adjusted young men I've ever seen. Yep. Okay. A young boy in middle school or grade school, whatever the hell he was, shouldn't have been that nice. The acceptance of the girl who's quote unquote weird, they used, uh, they used her smelling like a dog as a device more so. I mean, she was relatively popular, but she liked weird things. So it was kind of her trying to fit in. You see that she, to put her more of her chips into being a human, she did actually make some sacrifices, put a little bit of herself away to mm. try and become popular. And that's the thing humans do. I don't, I didn't really do it too much. There was of course things in the past. I'm like, yeah, of course I don't like that. That'd be so stupid <laughs> if I liked that. And then I'm like, shit, mm-hmm. dang it. Uh, acceptance is a hard thing. That's why just make sure that the people that you actually care about are the ones who are, uh, deemed worthy of actually where you want to get the acceptance. But other than that, you know, there's such a push now. Well, no, I think we should put, uh, we should do this and do this because we need to make sure that these people are accepted. It's like, you know, it's like, and I agree with that. You know, a lot of people need to be nicer, but how about this? Just like get your group, just make, you know, mm-hmm. anime dorks, you know, I, sometimes I'm still ripping into them a little bit, you know, but it's one of those things. It's like, I'm not asking anyone to accept it. I just put people around me who mm-hmm. like the same stuff. Yeah. Sometimes to a fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. I'm happy you ended up liking anime because this would have been weird. You, <laughs> you would have just done a monologue. Yeah. Like a monologue podcast. Which I know. I've wanted to do 
like going off topic, but I thought it would be really cool if we each did like a monologue segment. I don't know how a long it would be episode. able to be, but um, and what we would talk about, but that might be kind of cool. We'll do um, uh, talk with Tom, a little bonus segment, and then we'll do uh, yell with yell. <laughs> and then you have to scream the entire thing you want to talk about. <sighs> Um, yeah, no, uh, what a joy. I can see why this one won the awards. I think any review, whoever you're hearing a review of this movie from is very much dependent on where they're at in their lives. Not going to be nearly as enjoyable if you don't have kids, but if you see that in your future and it's, it's something that you, you know, obviously, um, put respect on and like, you know, things of that nature, it's still going to be a great watch. Uh, don't let it scare you. Obviously. I can't say it enough while parenting. I keep hearing the phrase, eh, parenting's not for me. Listen, of course it's not. No one wants to do this, but I'll tell you what, parenting's for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can find themselves uh, a bit more. You know, there's obviously a time and a place. Don't, don't be doing it when you can't. You know, we made mm-hmm. sure to do our due diligence, wait a bit take the precautions. And then once we were ready, got my student loans done, took our trip to Japan. We're like, you know what? It's time. And, uh, it's been a joy. Very blessed to have you, uh, as a stay at home as well, mm-hmm. because I know my little baby's in good hands. Cause obviously, uh, my two favorites are going to be helping. You guys are going to end up, it's going to be a problem because you guys are going to outnumber me in this house. <laughs> uh, and I can already tell even, you know, looking at you, cause we're weaning off of obviously the breastfeeding and things like that. But Faye will look at Danielle and she'll, cause she knows some sign language. She'll do, she'll do milk. And then she smiled at you today and then said, please. It's like, Oh, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Which this movie, um, got bonus points for me. Oh, um, sure. I know Hannah didn't really have any other choice, which yeah, if I wasn't sure if my child was going to be born as a child or a wolf or a human <laughs> as a wolf, I'd probably have yeah. to do the home birth route too. But big ups from doing the the home birth and then normalizing breastfeeding. You know, they didn't have like the boob out out, but um, you don't see that a lot in like children's yeah. books or um, like any kind of show, really. So Ooh, that's such a perspective. I'm an advocate thing for too. both. Because that's the thing is you think of as like, if you're young or anything, you think of breastfeeding, you're like, oh yeah, yeah I don't want to see no boob on the thing. It's like, it really, once the kid comes along and you do the breastfeeding and all that stuff, it's like, it, it, it doesn't even hold any connotation towards sexual. It's like, it is a hundred percent, just a nice intimate moment between a, you know, a, a child and the mom. And it's like, it is, it is a damn shame that it's come a long way. I think there's definitely mm-hmm. rooms for it now and all this, but, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot and of definitely weird things. the the home birth too. Um, I had an unmedicated hospital birth with Faye, and um, I've been researching the home birth route for a potential future. Not doing any announcing. Yeah, it's, we're not that at that <laughs> point yet. But um, doing my research on on home birth and the statistic the statistics are there, people. Uh, yeah. But um, no, I don't want to. I don't want to preach on on that too I don't much. Think I could. Too I could talk for an hour. But you, you had a great uh, experience of luckily having. Um, I can't say an easy birth. I think you kicked ass. You're the one who prepared for it. But um, 
yeah, don't, you know, I'll never knock hearing what someone's, oh, I'm thinking of doing this for the birds. Like, you know what? Do you? Because the the big point here is obviously stress is a huge thing. It's what's going to shorten your life on a good day, let alone you don't want to, as as an expecting mom to be too stressed out. So, you know, if being at home obviously is that. Hospitals are a business. I'm sorry if mm. anyone holds uh, hospitals to a higher standard and think that there's some type of a magic building. But unfortunately, being a business and being at the receiving end of some bullshit uh, from the billing of hospitals, um, it is something that I hope that more people kind of get on board with of at least not in like definitely go have a baby at a hospital. It's it's good because then you're right there if anything happens, all that stuff. But it's like definitely don't knock people who are maybe trying to not be on a certain thing or not go to uh, medical advice for something. Not in a crazy way. Obviously, if they've got something that's like a second mouth is coming off of them and it's foaming <laughs> and it's yelling profanities, definitely get them to the hospital. Things that need the doctor's professional experience, yes, but I, I think there is a very weird connotation. You don't trust doctors? You don't trust going to the hospital? It's like, yeah, the motherfuckers do item codes so that you can't tell what they're trading, they're uh, charging you for. Yeah. And then when you catch them and you go, why is this item code and this the same? Uh, guys, uh, sorry, I, I don't want to air any laundry here, but. We saved several hundred dollars by actually calling and asking, what is this and what is this? So please, if you're going to do anything medical expense wise. You really got to check those claim sheets. Do the due diligence, check that, talk to your insurance provider and see what the codes are, because that is such a shitty business practice. Put what it is on the sheet that you're sending to your customer. Yeah, you can Google. Well, you you can Google those universal claim codes. Oh, well, that's at least good. But sometimes, sometimes you can't. So well, I'm just glad that you, the paying customer, are doing all the work I to know. figure out what you were paying for. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And it seems very um, transparent and good <laughs> for everyone. Um, sorry, a little bit of heat in that just because it's so obnoxious that like, and especially in the, in the pregnancy realm of things, when we were in the hospital, they didn't ask. They would just come in. They just go, oh, so we're doing this. And you're like, excuse me, what's happening? Yeah, sure. We're new here. Yeah, absolutely. Do this. Uh, which then led to something that I thought was illegal, but this is boring. Now it, now it is. But. It is now illegal, luckily. Good thing it happened after, because <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to be handled, uh, this handled in a good way. But uh, an out-of-network doctor, sorry, this is turning so adult and boring, but last, last note is an out-of-network hearing test was done in our in-network hospital where we chose to go to because it was in-network, and then they wanted to charge us several hundred dollars because it was out-of-network. Um, which they didn't say, I I just assumed they were from the hospital. They're like, we got to do our, our Illinois state hearing test. I'm like, all right, put the headphones on the, on the wee child. And and then I get a bill and I'm like, you can send my fucking bill to collections, you pieces (laughs) of shit. I'm not paying this. (laughs) Right. They haven't come knocking on my door yet. This escalated this. Okay. See this ferocity. (laughs) This is it. This is the core emotion. And now now you know how Hannah was able to do the things that she did in that movie. When you need to get you, you'll get it done. Hopefully this didn't scare you guys away. We didn't. Uh, we're not actually that mad. We're just Italian. So our voices can kind of sometimes have a little spice. In well, them. you're Italian. I'm German. So we got two uh, different like levels of anger. Du bist ein Deutschlander. Oh, ich liebe dich. German, dude. So crazy. Yeah. That being said, guys, good movie. Hopefully hopefully this was an all right one. Obviously, this is a subject matter that comes close to home. We know not everyone listening 
is going to have that same experience, but hopefully this was still so enjoyable. Let us know what you thought by giving us a review on the podcast or by hitting us up on the Discord or Instagram regarding this episode. If you've made it to this point, you're obviously a just a great friend of the show, and we don't deserve you. So thank you for being here and um, for letting us continue to do this. Now, I got to say it, I'm a massive fan of you. Actually, we're massive fans of you. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And so we hope that you're kind of fans of us. If you can do your due diligence and if anyone's into anime and it might potentially be into podcasts, let them know as well. This is a very word of mouth thing. We've been obviously through where we can post our podcast. We're able to quote unquote add ads into our podcast. We don't want to do that. We don't want to disrupt that. The only thing that would ever possibly happen is us to get brand deals. We can only do that via word of mouth. And uh, just keep the peepers peeped. We're going to be reactivating our website at some point. And hopefully, um, this isn't us putting it in stone, but we're working through some loopholes to not be the ones creating the merch, but to, in a way that won't um, really be, I want to be very transparent, won't be making us that much money. We're going to price it in a way that we maybe make a dollar or two off of each shirt. Um, Tops. I really, I just would love to have merch for the podcast. So, uh, we'll be keeping that update going on the Discord as well. But uh, nothing in stone per usual with everything around here. Um, big, big, uh, big, big fan of this movie. Glad we got to watch it. And um, that's it. Okay. Midwestern, eh? Anyways, <laughs> have a great week ahead. Appreciate you. Call the people that you like. Tell them that you like them. And that's it. So, uh, Danielle, do your thing and uh, let them go. Bye, guys. <laughs>